0: You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Coke, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hello and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm Jackie, your host, and today we are talking about how and why You should not refer to your employees as your family. And I offer you a a different approach and a different way of thinking about it. And so today, at the time of the... I'm recording this in February. It's February 1st. And we're just coming off of the month of January in 2023. And within the month, thousands, I'm talking upwards of 50,000 employees have been laid off from big tech. And big tech is an industry that for years gave the world an impression that they treated their employees differently. In fact, Google has an entire playbook for how to do the HR side of your business, right? And many of the tech companies that I have worked for have long admired that. And so they've they've really given employees this impression that they were a part of something bigger, a bigger mission. And in a world where... Oftentimes, the work relationship can feel transactional. You know, it's always been that way. Um, These cultures really cultivated something different, and they were leaders in that space. And often, this was referred in some way or some version of an image of, of their culture, of their team being like family. And I believe people want meaningful jobs, and they want to feel like they're a part of something but I don't necessarily think this something should be an illusion of being a part of a family. And I know that that sounds harsh, especially from somebody like me who does the people side of the business and I have a mission to make jobs better for people and more fulfilling workplaces and and better bosses. But I just want to make a quick distinction that a fulfilling workplace does not mean everybody feels like family, period. (laughs) Like That's not what that means. Because if you think about it, or I guess I'll ask you the question, like, would you get rid of your mom because you couldn't afford to go out to dinner one month? No. This version of family, like you make different decisions when somebody's an actual family. And so in theory, this concept sounds like a dream or, you know, idealistic. And I guess also when you think about family, you think of trust, loyalty, a sense of community, like this general sense that like everyone's looking out for each other's best interests. Like that's great. Who doesn't want to be a part of a community like that? Right. But what I, what I find is that you're still running a business, right? So you're going to have to make decisions that don't always align with how you would actually treat your real family. So then when you make these decisions, your team feels betrayed. They feel the negative feelings that they have when you have to make a change, like a layoff or fire someone or change a team or, or make difficult decisions related to your business. People have a sense of betrayal. And rightfully so, right? And so an approach I find to be more accurate and compelling is this idea of your employees being a part, like more of like a professional sports team. Netflix is an excellent example of this. They actually have written it into their entire culture which is accessible online. But, you know, if you think about the difference and I'm going to go over what their actually read what theirs is so you get an idea of it. But treating your employees like a a team allows you to coach people up and then also like coach them out of your business. Unlike In most families, it's rare that a family member is coached out if something isn't going well. Does it happen? Yes, of course. I know plenty of people who are estranged from various members of their family, right? But for the most part, no, that doesn't happen. In business and in high-performing teams, there are people always entering and leaving the business or the team, right? Like that is part of it. That is part of knowing that you're growing and your business is growing and you're growing your people. And the decisions to leave are made by both the employee and by the business or the team or the coach, right? Like both of those parties get to make that decision of when enough is enough. And the reality is that you're relationships with your employees is temporary. All working relationships are temporary and there's always going to be an end date, right? This isn't a forever thing like a family is. And so really starting to embody a little bit more of the team culture is one I would consider. So the Netflix culture is one you can definitely learn from. Actually, Patty McCord who you know led was a member of their founding team and led HR forever, wrote an amazing book called Powerful, Building a Culture of Freedom and Responsibility. And I was reminded of that this week. I read it a while back and it's just so amazing. Um, She's she's famous for drafting their culture deck, which if you are in... People and culture. I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but it definitely has been like shared and, and moved around um, in my circles. But I think any business owner should read it. It's incredible. And so they set out with this mandate that their decisions about who they they want to bring in um, to their team is really based only on the performance of the team um, and what they need to do in order for the company to succeed. So I, I'm going to take a sidebar because I think it's kind of funny, um, before I talk all about the culture deck. When I first started my recruiting career, fun fact, I, one of my first jobs, I was actually staffing temporary employees to work for Netflix as DVD stuffers. (laughs) Do you remember that when, when Netflix first started, the subscription was you could sign up to get like one DVD a month, or three DVDs a month, and you know you would mail them in and then mail them back. Um, I was actually staffing for the people who would go and stuff those. They had a couple of warehouses in the Twin Cities, and they had—I think it was like three shifts. I couldn't—I couldn't tell you exactly, but I was staffing the people who would stuff your envelopes. Um, and I think it's wild looking to how Netflix is now. Some of you listening might not even remember that it used to be a mail-in DVD subscription service, but. Um, I'll just say that's how long I've been doing this recruiting and HR thing, um, since Netflix was just DVDs. That's wild. Now I just log on to my, my television and it's there, which is so crazy. Uh, anyways, going back to their culture. So I'm going to read it to you, or parts of it, kind of break it down. And you can find this right on their website. So they start off with, we model ourselves on being a professional sports team, not a family. A family is about unconditional love. A dream team is about pushing yourself to be the best possible teammate, caring intensely about your team, and knowing that you may not be on the team forever. Dream teams are about performance, not seniority or tenure. It is up to the manager to ensure that every player is amazing at their position, plays effectively with others, and is given new opportunities to develop. That's how we keep winning the championship. They put in quotes, entertaining the world is what their end goal is. Unlike a sports team, as Netflix grows, the number of players also grows. And we work to foster players from the development leagues so that they can become the stars of tomorrow. So do you see how this is different from a family? If you're laid off or let go from a culture like this, like you're probably going to feel bad or disappointed or you may not agree with the decision. Um, and if you think about it, most professional athletes think they're the best all the time, even when they're like not right. They're aging out or they're, they're, you know, not performing to their peak level. A lot of times they still think that they're the best. Like sometimes that just happens, but oftentimes they, you also know, you know, when things, when the timing is right for you to leave and, If this is the culture and you talk about it regularly and you reinforce it within your business, then somebody isn't going to feel betrayed when they're told they're no longer cutting in on the team. You know, they might feel disappointed, upset. Like I'm not saying there won't be negative feelings, but the feeling of betrayal, like your family betrayed you is not likely to, is less likely to happen. Um, And they know that they have to constantly grow, evolve, and work to continue to earn their spot on the team. Not that you want to have everyone pitting against each other, but you do want your team to constantly be getting better and know that their performance is what's keeping them on the team. So now they, they write even more and they go in a little bit deeper. They say, quote, to strengthen our dream team, our managers use a keeper test for each of their people. If a team member was leaving for a similar role at another company, would the manager try to keep them? Those who do not pass the keeper test, aka their manager would not fight to keep them, are given a generous severance package so we can find someone even better for that position, making an even better dream team. The severance package is is a little bit of a differentiator here, like Netflix can do that. Um, You know, just firing people without... Giving them any thought or care about their future, uh, like life outside of work, is kind of can be careless. But by giving them like a, a generous severance package, so they can go find a new job and have some some time to do so without the financial, you know, stress, is huge. So, getting back to it, quote: Being on a dream team is the thrill of a professional lifetime, and team members are incredibly supportive of each other. This is why you make time to help colleagues across Netflix succeed. It's a valued behavior. Managers communicate frequently with each other, each member of their team so that no so surprises are rare. We also encourage employees to check in with their manager at any time by asking, "How hard would you work to change my mind if I was thinking about leaving?" right? So they it works both ways. It's like a manager needs to continually enroll their team member to stay, right? So it incentivizes that reciprocal environment. I'll repeat that. They regularly encourage employees to check in with their manager and ask, how hard would you work to change my mind if I were thinking of leaving? That is huge. Back to the quoting it. Dream Team members take informed risks, which require courage and encouragement from leaders and peers. We have many successes and failures, which is how we learn and why everyone is evaluated on their whole record versus simply mistakes or bets that pay off. On our Dream Team, there are no brilliant jerks, as they are detrimental to great teamwork. We insist on decent human interactions, no matter how brilliant someone is. When highly capable people work together well, they inspire each other to be more creative, more productive, and ultimately more successful as a team than they could be individually. Succeeding on a dream team is about being effective, not about working hard. Sustained B performance, despite an A for effort, gets a severance package with respect. Sustained A performance, even with a more modest level of effort, gets rewarded. Of course, to be great, most of us have to put in considerable effort, but we don't measure somebody's contribution by the hours they work. Then they go on to say, dream teams are not right for everyone. Some people prefer job security and choose to work at companies that are more focused on stability and seniority and less rigorous about performance management. Our model works best for people who value excellence and the opportunities it provides. Okay, last thing. I think this is important. You learn a lot at Netflix, working on hard problems with stunning colleagues, and that increases your market value. Knowing that other companies would quickly hire you if you left Netflix is comforting. We see outside interviewing as acceptable encourage employees to talk with their managers about what they learn in the process. Ultimately, your ability to earn a great income is based on your skills and reputation, not your seniority at one company. So if you hear like the difference in that is that they realize both parties, employees in the business are making a choice to remain in a relationship with one another. And they truly, truly live that. I've known a lot of people who've worked at Netflix, especially when I lived in Los Angeles for 10 years and some people love it. Some people don't. And I think that is what makes a great culture. You want those who opt in and those who opt out. Um, So I'm not saying you should go out and adopt this, like this word for word, or even, you know, intentional, like intention to your organization, because it might not be the right fit for you. I just think it's a very like different approach to telling everyone that you're a part of, that they're a part of your family and you look at them as family when you probably will have to make a hard decision about their future at some point, right? Something different than your family. So Sometimes that, yeah, you just want to be honest and, and, and think about that as you're developing your cultures. So sports teams and, you know, teams in general invest in growth, development, and community. And, and really everybody is there for the common goal. They want to, they're, they're all striving towards the same things and then they hit it and the goalpost moves and, and things change. And each player should have the self-awareness to know when they're not right fit on the seat and to get the team to where they want to go. You know, coaches know that they have to develop players and they're willing to have hard conversations and make hard calls for them to stay on the team. And it just creates a a level of ownership and a different type of approach. So hopefully you have gotten a different insight into how you can think about your team and not or your business um, and consider not creating that family-like environment and create something different. So thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a really great day and we'll talk again in a few days. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.